For ICP, at this point, we start to see, especially for, for uh, Joe Bruce, Violet J, there wasn't an option to do anything else because, first of all, you could see how much fun they were having. You could hear their talent. You could hear how they were emulating their heroes. You could hear the tradition they were creating. And I think that was super cool. And everything about the aesthetic, like the indie rap aesthetic of this album, I think is st still super fresh. Yo, it's Hatchet Chat with lures and snacks. You juggalo homies talking hatchet tracks. This hatchet beats and hatchet raps. The whole catalog's packed full of classic gems. And we talk about them all on, on Hatchet, hatchet Chat. Chat. Whoop, whoop. What up, y'all? MC Snacks here. Welcome back to Hatchet Chat. This is the second archived episode that we're doing for the podcasting networks and the second ever episode of Hatchet Chat that MC Lars originally did just for his YouTube channel back on January 18th of 2018. He covers inner city posse, basement cuts. I absolutely love this episode. And as you guys know, we're trying to get all the old episodes up on the podcasting networks. And I hope you've been enjoying the old school flavor as well as the new school flavor. And yeah, so here we go. Let's get into the episode. Whoop, whoop. We're back with another hatchet chat. Chop, chop. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, MC Lars, coming at you with episode two of this ICP Juggalo History Flavor. I want to say big thank you to uh, Fega Lovers for the tweets. I want to thank everyone who's been spreading the word, all the amazing comments. Like, the first episode got so much love, and even D-Lyrical came out and corrected some of my facts on the YouTube channel. You can see I pinned his comments. Like, he, he gave me some more background. The revolution has begun, and I just want to say this goes to show if you believe in your dreams, anything is possible. So that's what's up. This week, what do we got? Basement cuts. How long have you been down? Since Carnival of Carnage? Nah. If that. Since Dog Beats? Nah. Since Basement Cuts, mother... Yo, that's a quote from Down With The Clown from Great Malenko. This album did a bunch of things for ICP. They were still inner city posse, but the first thing was it showed that ICP wasn't just a one-off gimmick. Like so often in our lives, we try different projects. Like you'll try something like, oh, I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm gonna start a Juggalo series. Oh, I'm gonna start painting. You paint one one flamingo and then you put the thing up in your garage and you're like, oh, I'm done with that. I For ICP, at this point we start to see, especially for, for uh, Joe Bruce, Violet J, there wasn't an option to do anything else because First of all, you could see how much fun they were having. You could hear their talent. You could hear how they were emulating their heroes. You could hear the tradition they were creating. And I think that was super cool. And everything about the aesthetic, like the indie rap aesthetic of this album, I think is st still super fresh. Like the album cover with Jay, cut out of Jay, like with a silhouette in front of a street scene to look like he's hanging on the street with his friends. Like they were listening to rap and seeing how they fit in the greater world outside of Detroit. So let's talk about the production of this album. So in Behind the Paint, Jay talks about how his girlfriend, Karen, he was living with at the time, helped fund a lot of the early ICP material. He bought, she bought him a karaoke machine. She helped support him and Shaggy while they were working on this music. And that without her, we probably wouldn't have ICP. It's a similar situation to Kurt Cobain when he was living in Olympia with his girlfriend, Tracy, and writing the songs that would become Nevermind. She was helping to support his dream. And so I think it's really important that like to look at the history and give props to all the women and partners and family members who helped support and create these projects. So their friend Rudy had had success with selling these tapes. And um, they teamed up with Alex Abyss who ran Hot Hits in Detroit. And Alex Abyss would later become their manager. And Alex Abyss had the foresight later, many years later, when the great Malenko dropped and there was all the controversy with Disney 
to turn it into a huge mainstream success and get a lot of press out of the idea that Disney was censoring one of their artists on Hollywood records. Uh, Intelligence and Violence was kind of more like a one-off. This was what actually started the label and the business and all that and what the empire is today. And it's super influential to me. Track one. Now the intro kind of channels Public Enemy with Jay's flow. And I always thought that like the, the dynamic between Jay and Shaggy was a lot like Flavor Flav and Chuck D with Chuck D being the main rapper and Flavor Flav being like the crazy one like all over the place. I think this first track kind of like reflects that and Jay's like I said Jay's flow is very Chuck D on this. Also in this first track is a nice cube reference. Violent Jay says yeah I'm jacking beats ain't afraid to say it. He encapsulates this feeling with the beautiful couplet. It's a homemade track so get the F off my nutsack. Track two. Set it off. Now this song has some very interesting samples which we can pinpoint. First of all, it's the George Clinton one, which we would later hear on Dog Beats, which we'll, I'll talk about in the next episode. The second one is, what else? Yeah, the It Takes Two beat. We heard that on Intelligence and Violence. We heard it on 85 bucks an hour. And it's just, ICP's picking the samples they like. Another sample on this, the Amen Breakbeat. Now a lot of you know, a lot of you hip hop historians know, the Amen Breakbeat is a famous classic breakbeat we hear all through hip hop. We hear it in Public Enemy, we hear it in NWA, and we hear it here. Lockdown. Now, this track, the production on this, I heard it and it's it's got these cool ARP synth effects. And then you can see here ICP like working with home technology on this record. Like you hear this on MC Paul Barman's uh, postgraduate EP that kind of like the rebirth reason, early reason rebirth synths that kind of have this like garbly techno sound, but a lot of hip hop people were using it in the early 90s. Track four, B-I-T-C-H-E-S, which was later the name of their uh, collab they did with ODB. We could talk about the misogyny in ICP and I think that in 2018, some of it is unsettling, and if you're trying to play it for people, they'll be like, yo, they're de it's degrading to women. And I don't think there's an excuse for it. If you're going to like the to like a women's march, I wouldn't be bumping this in the whip, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's no chorus on this song, but I think the standout line is, I dig crack heads because I think you're rich if you're not dead. What does this line mean? Well, when you're going down Dante's circles of hell, you feel different ways of being removed from like life. If you're stuck in a crack addiction, you meet someone who's not dead. It's just like they have everything to you because this whole binary between good and bad, heaven and hell is so clear. So I think that line, Jay is referencing Dante. Track five, insane-like. Oh, insane-like? Inner city posse? Insane clown posse? Hmm, is there something here? Could this be the missing link? The Marvelous Missing Link. This song is a great early horrorcore classic that shows all the pain and trauma Jay goes through dealing with the thoughts and demons in his head. And uh, I think the beat, Jay always talks about how he loves Prince. He calls him his little nugget in interviews and stuff like that. And rest in peace to Prince. But this beat though, reminds me a lot of a Prince beat. This the way the synth slams. Also reminds me of a song by my friends Cuckoo Kangaroo, uh, Monster Moves. Also on Insane Like, Mm, this was interesting. I, I totally like didn't remember this. He gives a reference to Zug Island. Now Zug Island, as the Juggalos know, was the name of Jay's rock side project that came out in like the early 2000s where he wrote lyrics and his friend Sin would sing them. Track six, play that HOE. Um, this song has a fantasy where he talks about being in prison, meeting a police officer woman, falling in love with her, 
and them having uh, conjugal visits while he's incarcerated. Huh, that reminds me of another song later. I Blanked a Cop from Marvelous Missing Link. Also, he talks about getting inebriated by mixing Fago with Old English. That's kind of, that sounds kind of disgusting, but like, there you go. He's, he, he's like, well, rappers talk about drinking 40s. I'm gonna talk about drinking 40s of Fago. Track seven, Ghetto Style. Oh, this, this track, th this track stood out to me for a few reasons. First of all, it's the first time we actually hear Shaggy rap and he's kind of doing like a old school kind of like Africa Bambada uh, in the Soul Sonic Force kind of flow. But what does he sample? The beat on this is definitely Planet Rock, which was like a, a big hit from 82. That was kind of like this famous sample where Africa Bambata took craft work. This is the song they sample for this. But if you listen to Tell Them B-I-T-C-H-E-S from Shaggy Two Dope's F-T-F-O-M-F record, his third solo record, it's definitely a similar interpolation of Planet Rock. I mean, I don't think he sampled it, but like if you listen to the two songs back to back, you can hear how there's an influence. Shaggy is an old school hip hop head and you can hear the roots and origins on this flavor. Tight as hell. Finally, the final track, the ICP. The crew gives everyone shout outs. They give D-Lyrical a shout out. He gives Jump Steady a shout out. It's just showing how the idea of ICP as a, as a posse, as a collective, grows beyond just Shaggy and Jay. And that's like kind of what they would do with their label, with their storytelling, with all the Joker's cards. It's okay, it's two dudes, but it's a posse because it's this world, man. And he shouts everyone out, and I think that's kind of fresh. This is interesting because at the end of the track, Jay gives a phone number and he says, for, producer for booking and producer interest, please call on call, and he gives the number. Let's see who has this number. For booking information or producer interest, call 1313-548-5707. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. That would hilarious if the numbers still work, but it don't. I'm MC Lars. The Insane Clown Posse means so much to me as a rapper, as an artist, as a person. And so I decided to make this series to express my love for them. Thank you all for looking, for watching. I've got other music videos, you can check them out. Um, if you like this, please subscribe for more reviews. More videos coming soon. Thanks y'all. Peace. Whoa, whoa.